Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pilot's Guide to Nonchalance, a uh, long-style podcast review of the show, AMC's original uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere. I am joined here today by my two companions, Andrew. Hello, hello. And Angelo. Hello. And this is John. Uh, we we three are the Elsewhere Society, or the Jejun Institute, or both. We could be either. Who do you side with? Maybe you have an opinion. Maybe you've never watched a show. Maybe you're just finding this third episode of an installment in a in a podcast series, and you're just like, hey, what the hell? Anyway, glad uh, glad to bring you on board. They're gonna be very confused but if they're just jumping they're gonna in be here. Very, very confused if they're just <laughs> jumping in here, but we welcome it. Anyway, um, if one of you two would like to, why not remind our, our audience where we've been and what we're doing? All right. Um, so Dispatches from Elsewhere. Um, it is based on, I guess you could say, real-life events in San Francisco um, about a quote-unquote institute that was formed to have people go on so-called journeys and um, kind of find some clues around the city and kind of find themselves um, through a bunch of different um, uh, murals and statues Hmm. and and, uh, a bunch of different um, art pieces around the city and uh, there is a man at the head of the institute known as the Jejun Institute, who is, his name is Octavio Coleman Esquire. Is he good? Is he bad? We don't know 100%. We have some ideas. Um, it's up to you. It's okay. up to you. Oh, he's, show. he's a bad boy. <laughs> he, he's, he's got some shady... Uh, shady he's killed. <laughs> yeah, he's killed. Maybe. This man's killed. Um, however, the, the Dispatches from Elsewhere it takes place in Philadelphia in a, a sub-branch of the Jejun Institute in the Philadelphia yes. branch. Um, and we have four main characters, Peter, Simone, Janice, and Fredwin, who, um, who kind of go on this journey together and find themselves and try to yeah. find another character named Clara, who in these, this past episode we learn a lot more about. And uh, yeah, the show is is quirky, different. Um, it's got some animation in it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's 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 all over the place. It's it's a real treat. Um, it's been it's been growing. It's been getting better. And uh, we got four more episodes after um, after this. Yeah. And uh, to complete this ten episode series. Yes, this pod will be recapping episodes five and six, uh, titled. Episode 5 titled Clara, and episode 6 titled Everyone, if I'm correct. Right, Angelo? You looked at the titles. Yes, every, 6 okay, is cool. titled Everyone. Yes. Um, so, I mean, what a better time, what, you know, what better time than the present to just start, start digging on in? We had a lot of backstory uh, in this fifth episode installment because we learned all about our girl, Clara, who seems to be... The impetus for all of this sort of coalescing into whether it's a game or it's real life or it's a conspiracy. This girl, subject Clara, has been 
missing, quote-unquote, and our four heroes, some of them willingly, some of them sort of being drug along, have been looking for her, and at the end of the fourth episode, we find that the four of them have uh, broken in, for lack of a better term, to a house in Fishtown, and in the basement are clues to the whereabouts of this a uh, formerly young girl, now a woman in her mid to late 30s, um, Clara. She's an artist, and you'll learn more as we uh, continue to discuss. So, Andrew, why don't, uh, why don't you walk me through some of how this episode opens, some of the, the effects, and how we ultimately spiral into a big old flashback that consumes most of the time of the episode. Right, so, I mean, it ends off, uh, or it starts off where the last episode ended, where they're uh, in the basement of this house in Fishtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're just kind of, like, walking around this, like, unfinished basement. It's pretty much just, like, a a squ- like a cinder block square of a basement. Yeah. Where, yep. I mean, I think that, like, Clara's mother, like, just kept her. It, yeah that's, i mean there but that's like she had no personality she, it had no personality and like she had like mentioned that her mother was just kind of like uncaring or something like that i forget exactly yeah. the language she used but i think her her mother put her down there it, it definitely I, had some dark undertones mm-hmm. yeah i believe the term was that her mother was swallowed by the darkness now andrew you and i have played kingdom hearts yeah i think this is the situation. I think Clara may be Sora. It could be. She could be a Keyblade Master. Her mother Maybe. could be a uh, uh, a Heartless. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so ugly Sora, basement. So, uh, D- Donald and Goofy show Don- up. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, Goofy takes a rock to the head and, and <laughs> dies. You know, Goofy dies in the Second Kingdom Hearts and in Dispatches. He dies. Anyway. Masterpiece. Sketchy basement. Yeah, so they uh the only thing that's really there is just a uh, a portrait of Clara. Like the super realistic portrait of Clara that mm-hmm. she painted on the wall. Um I think yeah. she, so I forget exactly. So they find a uh, a flashlight that turns out to be a black light. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And all written on the wall is like her story. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Every every inch of the basement is just covered. Mm-hmm. So they're reading that, and as they're reading that, the the uh, events of the story are, are like shown to us. Where Clara was in Fishtown, it was like this boring, depressed place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, old Fishtown. Old Fishtown. It sucked, <laughs> but it had character, or maybe it didn't. It didn't I don't have, really know. It didn't have Everything any character. Was great. <laughs> they had fish markets right down the street. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a man, a fishmonger or whatever, <laughs> who's just rolling his cart through the empty streets full of fish. Yep. And everybody okay. was super sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone was sad. Until Until Clara, painting. Clara, she, I guess, starts uh, painting. She discovered that like she can, she can make people happier by painting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Angela, why don't you talk a little bit to her her transforming the neighborhood, how it ultimately becomes her her primary mission and where we get our 
uh next uh next notice or um use of the term i should say divine nonchalance she brings it up um, she talks yeah. about it so essentially throughout um the narration which which i also wanted to mention was which was really cool because this this whole episode is focused around her and her mm-hmm. character and who she is and who she became um during her time in fishtown and um we see the four fredwin simone janice and peter and and they start, I guess, the, the narration, and then it kind of turns into Clara narrating her, her own life story, which, which I thought was really nice, um, getting mm. to hear it from her point of view and, and everything. And, and it kind of begins with her uh, starting to... I, if I remember correctly, she pretty much starts painting in the basement, right? Yeah, yeah, in the same basement. In the same basement, and then it kind of transitions into her um, trying... She she kind of comes outside and, and, and tries to find somebody who has some interest in kind of what she wants to do and and finds these uh, four kids around her age if if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. Well, three other three other kids. Sorry, three, yeah, three who who end up um, kind of joining her force and and she kind of wants to recruit them as people to. Um, enhance the the divine nonchalance as she puts it um Mm -hmm, and kind of make the neighborhood i guess a better place by making people's lives happier which the fish town is depicted as this really doom and gloom place where no one Mm -hmm. really comes out of their their house and they just kind of live their life um yeah but but clara kind of convinces these 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 kids to uh to take a leap and she decides to start painting these murals on mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on the houses, the the apartments. Um, she starts with her own apartment, her her row home, which I'm I'm pretty sure that's hers, right? The one with the waterfall. Yeah, I believe I believe that's I'm hers. Pretty, I pretty mean that 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 pops in that pops in about middle of the way through the episode. But she is she you know I that is I guess the first major thing that she does i mean her and her friends sort of just tripes around and, and steal stuff well art supplies and yeah. they you know do a lot of painting in the in the basement or setting up plans i guess yeah it's, it all builds up to i guess the first real mural on the wall but they 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 she pretty much recruits them and and tries to befriend them um <laughs> into into this way of of feeling nonchalant and pretty much just enjoying yeah. their time together like it's almost like you and your friends in the summer just just hanging out and just just when you could do that yeah when you could do that but mm-hmm. uh yeah they 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 kind of set up shop in this building um and it, i think it was just an abandoned building somewhere in the neighborhood yeah some some hq yeah. they, they call it their headquarters and and from there they just they they're just kids being kids at, yeah. at that age um and uh yeah it's it's very refreshing it's it's nice to see that her having fun and and them having fun and and it kind of turns into uh this this pact between the four of them to mm-hmm. to all portray this happiness throughout the neighborhood yeah this is the uh this is the start of the elsewhere society they refer to themselves as such and it's i think it's really interesting because this is sort of building on the lore that has been dumped throughout the first 
you know, four other episodes. But uh, I thought this was neat. Clara refers to painting as a, an escape to elsewhere. So if we're wondering what this idea of elsewhere is, it's just to through Clara's words, this sort of escapist state that can be achieved through imagination or just tapping into a certain hobby that makes you feel really good. But ultimately, her, her being able to escape from the gray state that is Fishtown into the blues and all of the, the great colors that come through. Blue is her favorite color. Uh, that's kind of important. All of her great, the great colors that come through, uh, through her art. And ultimately, you know, she making these packed with these other kids. Um, this is how it sort of starts. If we're thinking about the elsewhere society from the game's perspective as a real thing. Like, oh, you could look at it as Clara started it all. And that's why Commander 14 is like, we have to find Clara because she's the one who is our true patron saint or whatever. I thought it was pretty cool, this episode, the way that they did the flashback because they abruptly cut you off several times because there's only so many words on the wall that were written by Clara. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And, like, some of the ways that they revealed it was pretty cool, too. So, Fredwin discovers mm-hmm. the one in the bathroom because he smelled uh, saltpeter. His super sniffer. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's uh, he's the best one out of the crew. He's the most useful, for sure. He's He's got the tools, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, the last, like, three episodes now have just been, all right, Fredwin, do your thing. Figure th- figure it out. Move us along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he goes... He, he, he uses a phrase early on in this episode where he says, I'm going full Fredwin. And I'm like, <laughs> I know what it means now. I understand. Oh. That before might have just been nonsense to me, but we've seen the full Fredwin. But I don't know. Maybe he's got a, maybe he's, this isn't even his final form. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> oh, that'd, be, that'd be so good if he could do something even cooler than a mind palace, which he uses in these two episodes. Uh, several times. So good. Um, he's so good. But yes. Yeah, so, anyway. So the, yeah, he yeah, smells the saltpeter, and he uh, he lights it on fire. He lights the wall on fire, <laughs> which reveals the uh, the rest mm-hmm. of the message. Yeah. Which is pretty damn cool. He lights it, lights it up, and there's and that's when they uh, they get more deets. They get more deets. That's ultimately where we find out about the whole painting and the, the her friends and everything. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the episode, the third way they uh, get more of the story is they find it through a, uh, uh, it's something that was like being knitted. Yeah, like a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a blue scarf or something like that that they pulled apart and revealed the rest of the story. The words are written in stitch on the scarf or whatever. There's, they're quilt, uh, not quilted. Yeah, knit, knit. That's the word. I don't knit, but. (laughs) It's a yarn. I know. It's just some yarn. You know, it's just some yarn. And the words are cursive. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> we don't actually... We, it's not like we physically saw all the words on the scarf, but, like, we un, we we did get to see as they pulled the string away, oh, there's some cursive lettering that's appearing on this uh, blue scarf, which is pretty neat. Did you guys catch it? So, Angela, you've already talked about it, but her, her big big old waterfall mural, she refers to it before we see and it's revealed as the idea. Now... We learned in the first episode that 
Clara and the first episode and Janice's episode, episode three, they refer to this thing that Clara made as the idea, but I feel like they refer to it as it's something completely different, unrelated to like a, a, an actual mural. I mean, if you remember when Peter's walking through for his initiation, he's like looking at all the weird, wacky things at Jejun Institute. And there's just like a, a cloth over us, an object that says the idea coming soon. You could we put our heads together? Or like, what do you, what do you guys think that this this idea is? Unless it's just like divine nonchalance as you know a manifestation of a real object. Um, I mean, I think it's more that like I don't think the idea was the waterfall. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's what she says when she because she's got that whole. Her whole side of her building's all tarped off or whatever, and she's like flying around on her harness. I thought she refers to it in the episode as the idea, but maybe I maybe I misheard her. What if what if it's an idea and that Octavio is trying to cover something known as the idea, pretty much trying to encapsulate what um, Clara sees an idea as because her response mm. is so strong like to her that she, like anything that she creates is a, a whole different like feeling and experience right like, because like the waterfall it when we see the waterfall on the on the wall it's moving like it's it's a lot yeah yeah, so yeah I feel like that idea is just the way that Octavio is trying to encapsulate that divine nonchalance in some way either for good or bad who knows mm -hmm. but like maybe it could be i guess his way of saying okay clara has this kind of this this em emotion this like idea or whatever you want to consider it down and that he wants that and i guess he's just covering it because he doesn't know how to get it or something i don't know yeah. maybe that could be yeah I mean, if uh, I, I guess if we if I'm gonna take a stab at it, if we just say that imagination is the idea, or just the idea is sort of tongue in cheek, and the actual like an actual idea, which is something that's not a physical manifestation. It's like what it's sort of up into the interpretation of the viewer or the person that is having the idea or the person like if you convey an idea, Angelo, to me, it might not be the same way when i receive it that it is coming out of your head i mean it yeah. could be but there's always my brain changing a detail or two or one of the you know thousands of variables to paint a different picture for lack of a better term so maybe it's just like this general concept abstract it's not a real concrete thing but they kind of the show is kind of making me feel like they want it to be a concrete thing, or at least Octavio maybe wants it to be a concrete thing. I think I, I think that right there is what it is that Octavio like this idea is a concept that um, Clara is like so familiar with that she can tap into that creates mm. the things that she creates. So I think mm. that like all of those inventions, yeah, are products of like Clara's imagination. Oh yeah, because like the dolphin thing, the dolphin thing, the like everything that um, the Jejun Institute slash the Elsewhere Society is like coming up with. I think the game itself might be like oh, that's good. A, a thing that Clara's created. Hmm. Um, 
but this is so, like this is why the June Institute like kidnapped her, right? And now they're using her to create these things. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're just like putting her in a room and they say, "Think, think about a thing," mm-hmm. and then it just sort of manifests. They they're like essentially using her like as a slave. Yeah, that's they're, my imagination. Milking her, milking her brain ideas. Exactly, assuming and that, assuming that what we think is true that she was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. That's true. I I believe she was. So yeah, at the end of the episode, I mean, we haven't quite gotten there yet. You know, no, we haven't quite haven't <laughs> quite gotten there yet. <laughs> uh, we're we're building up to it though. I mean, this is sort of one of the cuts after we you know after we see the reveal of this cool waterfall and everything, and she refers to divine nonchalance again like uses the term uh peter our boy peter is pretty inspired for lack of a better term he's uh he's pretty cheery about this whole whole situation especially you know he's been a big proponent of the elsewhere society he's gotten good vibes from it because it gives it gives his life this sort of pseudo meaning or, or or has been inspiring him in, in a certain way Mm-hmm. Um, but he he sort of he sort of takes the reins here now that they know that this mural probably existed. He's like, hey, you know, Simone, you got an art degree. Maybe you could uh, track down this art, and that would uh, that would this could be your moment. He says to her, um, and that's sort of what she's gonna do now because they've sort of got a a real tangible lead that they can go upon right yeah he's this is like the most uh forward the most uh involved i feel like he's been mm-hmm. he's not just kind of like sitting idly by and let the game like produ- like move him forward he's kind of like taking all the best aspects of everybody around him and kind of like creating a personality after that yeah, and I mm-hmm, feel like because mm-hmm. he's so, he's he's more enamored with the Elsewhere Society than the Jujun Institute. I feel like he he realizes after listening to Clara's story, he he feels the need to kind of dive deeper into himself and like contribute more because he feels himself in some way related to Clara. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I, I mean, we see that later on when he's at work oh yeah he absolutely is the the analogous character i guess to clara or at least that's how i see it it could be you could think of it as as something else entirely different but i think he he relates to her the most because he wants this to be so real he is the one who's fighting tooth and nail for it to be about we have to find clara which is interesting because it sort of popped into my head if you know well, I, I guess it's sort of if it is real or if it's a game or if it's a conspiracy it, like Fred Wynn specifically, he's if it's a conspiracy and he's trying to break the game, he he shouldn't be going up going with them to find Clara because finding Clara is like the main objective that they received at the beginning of this whole thing. That's what sort of like breaks my mind about it because they want to find her. But he also doesn't want to play the game, but he is playing the game by trying to find her. But if it's real and she really is kidnapped, then they got to rescue her because kidnapping a person is not good. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little 
burnt out on what the meaning is right now. I'm trying to put it together. Well, I think that's... We kind of just stumbled upon the main issue of the show so far, is that it's so convoluted. Mm-hmm. And the characters, like, goals aren't super fleshed out. No. <laughs> and, Not at all. And a show that's, like, very much about these characters, it's kind of, like, an issue. Yeah. I agree. But it's also one of those shows where you're not really supposed to think too mu- too hard about it. I guess. Although, that, then again, it is like a mystery w- in which like you are supposed yeah. to think about it. Yeah, and I, and I feel like this episode in particular, like, because, I mean, we see that all the first five episodes are all after a specific character, I feel like we don't, like, yes, there is hints on what they should be doing, but it's not until the sixth episode where we kind of see their main objective is, is mm-hmm. we, after we find out what happens at the end of five with, with Clara possibly possibly being kidnapped. We're not sure. Right, right, um, right. We, we kind of, like, yeah, the goal, like, what is the goal for each of them in particular? They each have their own kind of idea of what they want to happen, but we don't really clearly see it. And I, and I get, like, that, that issue. Um, but mm-hmm. it it comes, I guess it comes a little bit more prevalent when we we kind of see them all together looking for. W- they're trying to piece together what they want to do, and then we see them in episode six do that. Right, mm-hmm. right. So are they? Probably, oh, oh yeah, go for it. Are they still following the game? That's I, what I'm I, like. I think they are more than ever. You know, I, I, I like the idea that they're possibly, like, following a separate game, like a game within the game that's set up by Clara who mm. wants to be rescued. Ooh, okay, okay. But then again, like, maybe Clara was in on it the whole time. She's actually, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. part of this broader institution that they discover in episode six. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's tough right now to to really iron it out and i'm hoping for our own sakes that we get enough details to really know what whether it was whether it was a game or whether it was real or you know whatever the heck it is um but that's probably you know a a a, an evaluation to be made at a a later episode um I kind of want to. How about we steer? How about we steer back into into the Clara backstory and just sort of clean up her situation because she now that she's doing all this art, uh, she takes uh, uh, her abilities, I guess, take a liking to by a uh, one Octavio Coleman Esquire who is in the backstory of her, and she tries to convince him. Or she, sorry, he tries to convince her, how about you become a sellout? Right. I got all the paint in the world. We could paint some cool stuff, Clara. Mm-hmm. All the blue paint. All the blue, <laughs> every shade of blue. He's got it all. He's got it all. Yeah, he so picks her up in his stretch limousine. Yes. Go for it. And he, he, uh, he tries to like entice her with like a bunch of perks, like the best mm-hmm. chocolate milk she's ever had. Yeah, um, she drinks. What she drinks, uh, and it was amazing. Yeah, Octavio's mother's milk. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's divine nonchalance, baby. That's divine nonsense. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, but her only stipulation is that she wants to bring her friends along. But he's like, oh, mm. nope, it's just you. Sorry. So she goes back and she's like, nope, I said no to that. Yeah. So, yeah, and then her friends are all, like, super happy and very excited that she decided to stay with them instead. Yeah, she told him to beat it, bozo. Beat it, bozo. And so now she's uh, she's sticking with them. And so Octavia's like, all right, then. You know what to do to this uh, this lady dressed in yeah. black who's, like, oh. a witch, maybe? <laughs> I want to talk about her because I had a conversation with Angelo... Uh, about this woman, this same woman in a black dress with a really long train behind her dress, mm-hmm. uh, who who supposedly kidnaps Clara, that is Clara's mom, right? You think right? so? Yes, right. It is, huh? All I know is that it's it's the woman in Redwind's episode who gives the envelope to Octavia. No, no, that's different woman. I don't think it's so. a different. No, woman. it's a. Di- I think it's a different woman. I don't Absolutely know. Absolutely a different woman. Is it though? I think so. Yeah, yeah. they don't look the same. They don't look the same. Uh, all but right. I think. <sighs> Tell me what you think, Andrew, because Angela's fighting me on this topic. I never thought about it. Hmm. This woman is black. Shh. Clara, I could be racially ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, Clara Torres. So Torres, she's at least she, Hispanic. She's Hispanic. She does have darker skin, so it could. I don't know. That's tough. I don't know, man. I just thought I. I didn't. I didn't. Aside from from any facial features or anything to relate that, I just thought it was her mom because she she made the statement at the beginning of the episode when they started into her backstory about how her mom fell into darkness and i was like oh this woman all dressed in black she's obviously fallen into darkness by doing something with jejun and she knows who clara is so that's got to be her mom right right i don't know i i just like it seemed it's not painted you know for us we're not given any clues clara doesn't say oh mom but i just thought that was who it was i i don't know i would i would say no I would also say that she's definitely not the woman that they meet earlier in um what was it Janice's mm-hmm. episode or was it mm-hmm. Fredwin's episode? Fredwin's They're both. Episode. But you're wrong because I just IMDb'd it and it is. You piece of shit. She's she's the same actress in both episodes. Cool. So I was gonna say she wasn't because I would assume that she would have an eye patch because in the little animation that we get, she stabs her in the eye. Yeah. Right. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah. She got eye, eye uh, reconstructive surgery, and she now she has two eyeballs. So now no that it eyeballs. is the same person, oh, that's interesting. It, Way to she, blow up the spot, Angelo. Well, I mean, it, it, it's all right there. A, and she has a name, apparently. It's Lee. It's just L-E-E. Oh, that's Lee! Wait, wow. what? Wow, spoilers for episode eight. What? Didn't you say episode eight was called Lee? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> Did I say that? Angela and I were having a conversation before we started this whole recording about what the next couple episode titles are, and I believe he said episode 8 was called Lee, and we thought it was the Chocolate Milk Man, but now it's apparently this woman that I thought was Claire's mom, that's not actually Claire's mom, that is the woman that got the envelope that Fredwin harassed, but also she shushed him and he got dunked on. 
wow my my brain is shattered into a million pieces right now yeah well all right well there we go well cool. it, it still technically could like your theory could still hold up if that's true if she has her own episode and if if she is in both episodes she could easily be related to clara in some way please i want this i want i this is this is the this is the this is my thesis. Oh, not really. <laughs> this is my 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 idea for the whole show is that is this one concept and I there's not a lot of strings there, but I just want it to be true. I just want it to be true. I want it to be real, just like the game. You know, I would I'm in the middle. I'm I'm in the middle of you two right now. It could go either way for me. Cool. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, we, we we talked about we mentioned it, but she kidnaps Clara, or we presume that she's the one that kidnapped Clara. How about we walk through that cartoon that sort of closes out the episode? I know we've got more to talk about because there's a big thing with Peter that we should address, but why don't we why don't we, you know, paint the end of the, the Clara picture with how she presumably went missing? Let's see. Um well, it's essentially what you're asking for just kind of the the kidnap story or like yeah like happened. like right after she says beat it bozo to octavio and she reunites with her friends and says we're doing this together friends yeah and this um, woman's here yeah it, it kind of it, it time goes on and she's she's alone in her basement as she is um mm-hmm. and we see this same stretch limo um pull up outside of i guess where she's living um and we see long black dressed woman with with a very long train. The 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 cape just kept going and mm-hmm, going, which is mm-hmm, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and 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 she goes, and we see the same window that we see in the beginning when the four current players, uh, Peter, Simone, Dennis, and Breadwinner, are in the basement. We see that same window. Um, and Clara's looking through it, if I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's mistaken. just, like, looking out, right? Yeah, she's just looking through it, um, which, in the viewer's eyes, I guess it look it doesn't look real. I mean, because she's in a basement, it doesn't really look like that window goes anywhere. Like, it's just a painting on the wall. Right. But it turns into a real manifestation, and we see the woman... Um, or, or we see someone grab Clara from the window and mm-hmm. pull her outside um and then it it turns into an animation right yep yep yeah, cartoon that's, that's where it turns into an animation and uh like you had mentioned we, we see the struggle and we see the the stabbing of yeah of clara puncturing her eye and, with the paintbrush uh, yeah and it it just kind of it it happens and, and, and it kind of i think that's the extent of it she gets taken essentially yeah disappears gone her friends don't know where the heck she is she's just presumably taken either by the woman or just swallowed into the darkness and now she's heartless (laughs) sora's gotta save her now yeah i mean because it turns into an animation and because like that window isn't like we don't know if that window is real or not like i'm still a little skeptical about if she was kidnapped because like that window is so interesting to me now thinking about it because nothing like so she doesn't start getting like 
she 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 doesn't start her art projects until she like passes through the window. Yeah. Right. The, in the first flashback. So like, was any of that real? I mean, mm. or is this just kind of like the world of her imagination that all of this happened in? I mean, at the end of the right. episode, we do know that like one mural was real at one point. Correct. Correct. The waterfall. The waterfall was real. Was real, and we do actually have a picture of her in that, so we do know that like. Or well, or at least a woman in black, oh, yeah. hanging from the top of the the building, mm-hmm. uh, sort of shooting down. Pretty interesting. Fortunately, fortunately, Simone was able to to get that detail from her art professor to keep this thing thing going. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of realization that okay, there's some truth, some real world evidence of connecting between the game and contents in the game but it still could be all intentional like we don't we don't really know and um so that's pretty much where that episode ends off right yeah but there are we sort of did pass over at least some of the more character conflicts i mean simone simone doesn't have a ton going on in this episode she talks to her art teacher she actually uses a phrase divine nonchalance and the art teacher interestingly says, that's my new favorite phrase. I'm going to say that all the time. <laughs> Divine nonchalance. So she's spreading the good news. Um, there is a situation with oh, Janice and Fredwin. That's right. That makes the two of them at uh, puts the two of them at odds with one another, uh, which sort of factors into the next episode that I think we should count on. And Peter does a cool thing. So... That's either true. or either or so why don't why don't we start why don't we start with peter um you know he's inspired by clara the whole, the story of clara he goes to work uh he realizes that his weird spotify company is the illusion of choice because everybody has millions of songs to you know play or that they could listen to at any given time and his company just figures out what they like this sound wise and gives them like the same puts him down the same path he's realizing that his company is just a bunch of phonies so peter says beat it bozo care to care to elaborate boys yeah sure he plays a beach boy song he slips a beach boy song into the algorithm so that people who wouldn't normally mm-hmm. listen to uh what was it good vibrations he just kind yeah, of like good vibrations threw that in there so now all these people are like listening to the song um I think there was, like, cheerleader practice. They were, like, listening to something, yeah. and then the change to that. There was, like, some other ones. My favorite was the funeral. <laughs> yep. Everyone's, like, super depressed at a funeral, and then good vibration starts playing. <laughs> yeah, a pretty good juxtaposition. I thought that was yeah, funny, Pete. too, because it was just, like, you think, oh, Peter just, like, made a bunch of people happy, and then you see that, and you're like, oh, no, he kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everyone, everyone learn everyone knows the beach boys now and everyone kind of bopped i even at the funeral i think they kind of bopped <laughs> a little Maybe. bit that's true you had was, uh, the, the barbers dancing yeah it was a nice little scene yeah it was wholesome remember peter didn't have any taste in music and now he's growing his taste in music which uh, another point that will be made when we talk about episode six mm-hmm. but yeah this is like this is like peter's breakout he's like he has a conversation with Clara in his mind. That's true. She's there. He's the only one that has had a conversation with Clara so far, right? Conversation, yes. He's the only one that actually can, like, see her. 
even in this, mm-hmm. even in the second or the the eighth episode or eighth, sorry, sixth, sixth episode as well. Like we see another conversation with Clary. So yeah, it seems like he's the only one that's like channeling her and is talking yeah. to some aspect of her. Now I'm wondering if like they're trying to make this connection that like Peter Peter and Clara are like kind of the same person. Where like yeah, before like Clara did all these cool creative things she was just like peter right yeah, right I could, I could see it taking some some route like that oh that she was she was stagnant and then she was just like she, it hit her yeah she just kind of like started discovering mm. like dang this like rebellious side of her this creative rebellious side so it's the, the whole series is going to end with peter becoming an actual commander 14 and actually becoming actually you know starting this elsewhere society and doing weird uh revolutionary type art with simone by his side and fredwin his spy who can <laughs> literally tap in to you know world governments and steal secrets and janice is there just to have fun well no janice is also super creative i think because remember she kind of like as a as a young person she just wanted to be adventurous and creative she even did uh, slam poetry. That's true. Oh, we gotta get into that. Yeah. We gotta get into that. So, let's not beat around the bush too too much longer, because we, we, we sort of milk this one for what it was worth. Uh, there is a note, you know, Jan- and, and it sort of plays into the next episode, but Janice and Fredwin, they have a fight, because... Janice didn't get home in time to take care of Lev. And Janice's caretaker was like, what the hell? You sent me a really rude text. That's right. Janice was like, I didn't send that text. That's because old Fredwin took her phone and said, I'm busy. Piece of at like, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty bad move. It wasn't even on... like, I'm busy. It was just like, it was, it was like you suck, LOL, or something like that. He <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah, was just yeah. like, I, he, like you're n- not worth my time. <laughs> to this oh, like my poor like health health worker, <laughs> which is really weird because like he obviously knows Janice's story and like who Lev is and and he the quite like, the literally love does that she has for him and like mm-hmm. how how deeply she feels like she needs to be there and and he's just like. Nah, it's fine. It was just such a piece of shit move because he thought that like he was gonna have this like turnaround moment where he finally understands somebody, but no, he just no. stabs her in the back because he wants her to stay there and help figure out this conspiracy. Right. Yeah. So for being honest, they ain't speaking. Yeah, no, they ain't. Not talking. at least in these two episodes. No. Yeah, which, is, um, which goes back to actually what what we talked about in the last podcast, Andrew, with with how you were talking about how like oh they're all gonna be like they're all gonna be best friends and they're all gonna be Dory and then there's gonna be some conflict and and then there's gonna be having something to to make up and, and yeah. clearly this is that like turning point where they definitely split and the team split because in yeah. episode six we see Peter and Fredwin team up yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Are we just say you just segued right in? Are we just gonna go right in? Let's, go for let's it. Jump in. Right let's in? jump in. Let's just jump in, baby. Episode six. We're at the diner again, but it's not a diner, right, Andrew? <laughs> nope. It's a five star restaurant. It is. It's a very nice <laughs> restaurant. But you know what? In in this universe, it's a diner. So let's continue. <laughs> yeah. So we're at the diner, and our team's there. They're hanging out. 
They're talking about Clara's mural because, yeah, Simone's got that detail. They realize, Fred, Fredwin realizes that, oh, she's not a girl anymore. This happened like a while ago. So she's probably like 39 or something. Mm-hmm. Late so I was 30s. I kind of like, oh. Right, late 30s, maybe 40. But Fredwin wants to reiterate the fact, as he slams on the table again, as he's apt to do in the diner, that this is an international conspiracy, baby. Oh, yeah. He will not be taken off the path to play a game anymore. He's still, he's trying to put all the ties together, link it all together and figure out who is funding this whole situation. Yeah, he says, Clara is not real, which bothers Peter. Absolutely bothers Peter. Because he's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. He believes with, without a shadow of a doubt that Clara is a real person and that she is in danger. Um, and that's what Peter wants to do. Peter Peter's passionate about finding Clara, and Fredwin is passionate about solving an international cons- conspiracy, and Janice and Simone are just sort of there... They're not really. They don't really give any passionate speeches in this opening scene, do they? No, if I recall. They, they seem to be more like in the middle, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Peter comes up with the idea. I think it was Peter comes up with the idea that they should split, split up. Yes. Split up. Uh, he's like, I, I'll, I'll go and figure out more about these murals, and then Fredwin can figure out more about his conspiracy. How, mm-hmm. However, um, it starts with. The, the conflict arising and, and saying that uh, that uh, Simone and Peter should be should go because Simone really wanted to be with Peter. Yeah. And after he told them about how he quit his job, mm-hmm. and she's starting, you, you can kind of tell that feelings are starting to arise, and, and you can see the 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 different the different angle the camera angles that you can definitely see that Simone was wanted to be with Peter. However, Peter. Um, you see some uh, Janice say that she does not want to be with Fredwin, so Peter steps up and, uh, mm-hmm. and and volunteers to go along with with Fredwin throughout the rest of the episode. Right. Much to Simone's chagrin, she says, "But you want to find Clara so bad," and he's like, "I know, but Janice and Fredwin can't do it, and we gotta we gotta be in pairs. We gotta we can't do three and one. I don't know why they couldn't do three and one, I knew. but uh, it beats me." But anyway, yes, new pairings, fun. Peter and Fredwin, I love it. Yeah, and they're button heads the entire time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, where did they? So I forget how did they? Where did they go from from the diner? The two of them. Fredwin's house, baby. Yeah, they went right to his house. Oh, that's right, that's right. And he's got that like giant board behind the paintings of like uh some like mm-hmm. Charlie Kelly, Pepe Silvia. Yes, Pepe Silvia. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so good. Uh, but that's but and he makes a special uh special milk drink is powdered powdered what whatever he calls it efficiency he efficiency. makes some more efficiency yeah he's so weird i love him and hate him he's the, i think he's honestly the best character he seems oh, to be uh, like the most uh nuanced character yeah 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 actually you know what i can't even say that because they're all pretty nuanced except for peter which is like slowly becoming his uh-huh his own like thing because he's like this blank slate that he's just like starting to he he's the blank canvas the blank canvas and this then the game is the paint he is the idea what if they're all in on this and clara's idea is just like turning peter into an interesting person (laughs) they're all if they were all in on it that'd be 
butt nut bonkers. That'd be really crazy. But yeah, so pretty much we see we see Fredwin's uh, crazy board that that he has created over mm-hmm. countless days and nights. Apparently, that's all he does, and um, we see his describing of how he's tried to track down um, the, the 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 payments on different buildings and and yeah. sets that that the Jejun Institute has been using, and they all end up turning to shell corporations and um it's just it kind of fred wins kind of at a dead end um until we see peter kind of chime in and talk about was it did they go straight from fred wins to peter's office or was that well, no no, 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 no they go no, to, that's the end they go to the police touch museum yes, next i yeah, believe okay, that was next. but yeah, what i'm yeah, trying yeah. to what i forget is how they knew to go there they didn't. It wasn't that they knew to go there. It's that oh. Fredwin. Fredwin realizes that what he has to do now is go back to every single location and realize and and figure out what the the common thread is. That's there. right. That's his. You know, somebody's spending the money to make each of these things be a part of this game. He he's he's trying to find the the one single figurehead or group of people that is. And it's been that way since the beginning. The overarching, you know, who's pulling the puppet strings? And uh, we started at the Police Touch Museum, which this is interesting to, to comment on what we were talking about. They actually, they don't start there. They go they go to the other places first. So we do actually oh, see, okay. like, we go back to the places that, um, so the initiation site, everything's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go everything's to, stripped. Everything's stripped. They go to where Simone and Peter first met. Everything's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, Oh, so they've like spent all this money to like put all this stuff together, and then just as quickly they take it all apart. And then they they went to um the where the phone was. Uh, where yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. And they they have a little tussle there. They fight over the phone. Not really a tussle. No. They're just sort of playing tug of war with the phone. <laughs> but then who who mm-hmm. chimes in? Somebody. Somebody says, know. "Hey, go go back to the game. Leave us alone." We know what you're doing. We're we're watching you. And some black car drove, drives by, but we don't really see the car. We see it from the perspective of the car. But they do they do mention it that it, that it's a game. They do say that it's a game. Right, right. So they they at I least know. want either either it is a game and like see that's like the cool thing they do is like it's still ambiguous. They're like it could be somebody that's angry and just like yo dude just play the game, or it could be somebody like trying to cover up their tracks and say like hey no it's just a game go back and play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fun. So from, from the phone, right. they go to Please Touch. They go to the Please Touch Museum because that's where uh, Janice and uh, Fredwin go yep. on the first day. Uh huh. Which is cool because we were, remember in in our first pod we were talking about like oh I, we wanted to see what Fredwin and Janice did mm-hmm. and we were wondering if we were ever going to get that and we don't really get it spoon fed to us that much we see a little bit of a flashbacky thing because fredwin goes into his mind palace again but uh yeah this is where they went the first time when they were chasing jejun and simone and peter were chasing the elsewhere society which was the point of view that we got to see right so they they're they're in the uh please touch museum it's empty because it's they're they're not uh it's closed for the day or something like that. Coronavirus right, quarantine. hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so he goes into his memory palace. Peter just wants to help, and he's getting frustrated because Fredwin's pretty much just doing it all on his own. 
and like the two of them have been like bickering back and forth all day so yeah. he he pretty much pretty much like yo fuck off find me some food yeah 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 so, maintain my blood sugar <laughs> so he goes off and fred wins in his memory palace and oh that was such a cool scene so he, really cool. he's like trying to figure out what what he saw that what he what he's missing and in that he sees the fucking clown kid again clown boy baby clown he's boy back. Is back he was there but he misses it he fucking misses mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't well and they don't even when he he doesn't notice it in his memory palace because Clara is also somehow on the carousel that he sees as he's trying to flash back there. Right, and but it it can't be her because she's obviously mm-hmm. a forty year old woman, not like twelve or thirteen or ever how old that kid is supposed to be. Right, it's it's nuts because and and Fredwin is furious. Yeah, he he doesn't want anything to do with this girl. He just said. 15 minutes ago at the start of the episode, he's so adamant that she doesn't exist. And he's screaming in his mind palace, you're not real. Mm-hmm. You're not real. Mm-hmm. But she takes him on a little a little bit of a trip. Oh, yeah. What is, what is he, she doesn't like, what does she say to him? She doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything? Okay. Mm-mm. So yeah, I he, think she's, he's it's like, just all sort of hand gestures. Yeah. So like, he's just like freaking out and uh, Peter kind of like snaps him out of it. And gives him a gives him a hug, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter, Peter, who was mad that that uh, you know Fredwin told him to to screw off and go get him a snack, brings back a fake orange <laughs> because that's all he could find. He was like, "I I was gonna give this to you because uh, passive aggressively, but now yeah, I just, out of out of spite. <laughs> but now I'm just like, now it does, it doesn't seem to matter anymore. <laughs> and that's when they figured they find the next clue." True, they do. They see the logo for, I forgive me. What was the 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 it company? Bender Elmore. Bender yeah. Elmore. That's right. Yeah, it was like B and E, which was on the orange. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was also on the telephone that they saw, um, mm-hmm. and then it was also on the keychain mm-hmm. from yeah, the induction. The yep, from the induction. So Fred when yeah. Fred when flashes back and he realizes that this is all part of Bender Elmore somehow like they've been funding mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah, or at least they supposedly could be. I mean, it's not set in stone, but yes, that's that's the common link that he's been so trying so desperately to find. And that connection leads to Peter's work. Yeah, because that's Bender Elmore is the company that owns Peter's company, but record scratch. Let's talk about what Janice and Simone are up to before we talk about the whole fun scene with Peter and Fredwin at work. They're off to the Fishtown Bar. That's their first hangout spot. Because what what do they find there? What are they looking for there? Because they're they're really on a mural hunt when it comes down to it, and that's that's what it fundamentally was. They're hoping to find um, some clues in Clara's old uh, murals, but none of them seem to exist. Right. But, so they got to find that fish, those fish town, get those fish town connects. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found out from one of Janice's old friends, one of Janice's old drinking buddies. Yeah, Boris. Boris, that there was one that still exists, which is just kind of like this weird, like, half circle. Right. Um, and this is where we find out that Janice did some slam poetry back in the day. 
True. In that in that same bar. So I thought in that, that was kind of strange bar. that like apparently she was like in this neighborhood back in the day and didn't That's true. That's that's interesting. And did she could she have known Clara? Well, I mean, she, this was when she was young. Right. So this is probably we like see, what, we see the young 70s, Janice 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was definitely before Clara. But I, yeah. it's got to be connected though. It seems like everything's it, like circling around Fishtown right now and the things yeah. that have happened in Fishtown. Mhm. So I do Angela, feel it's connected, but there's not enough there yet. Yeah, I I agree. Angela, do you have any 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 comments on you... their bar rescue? The bar rescue? Uh, I I don't know why I I was just talking. I was referring to the uh, True TV show Bar Rescue. <laughs> oh. Apologies. No, no. I mean, I mean, it definitely we get to see more of of who Janice was. I guess possibly pre love, if not like during. Mm-hmm the time that she was with him and um and we see that yeah she was she was a a, a pretty big feminist in, mm-hmm. in that time um doing a lot of slam poetry speaking out um in the community and and and, and she had a name for herself at least like this this man who who knows how many years later remembers her um and and kind of talks to her about how they they almost hooked up and and, yeah. and how and she kind of um played off his advances as, as like creepy and like i was like no thanks dude um yeah no but uh yeah no she they, they it turns into something more urgent and and then we see janice's wild side come out and say give us three shots of tequila three shots of tequila baby and, uh, <laughs> and they all take it and uh it kind of just it ramps up into like all right we're looking for something now give us this info and 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 we'll we'll be on our way or whatever and mm-hmm. uh and they, he, she scrolls through uh, some of the murals, and Boris uh, yep. ends up being pretty helpful, and, and realizes mm-hmm. that oh, this one looks familiar, and and they uh, direct them in a new direction toward a location in I don't remember where it was, like what part of the city it was. It was still, it was still Fishtown. Was it still Fishtown? Okay, yeah. yeah. So Probably. yeah, they they end up they end up walking around to this new mural who is which is only half complete it's it's all you see is a c mm-hmm. a, a half circle c yeah, like a green like, and yellowy yeah it's a it's a it's got a texture to it and mm-hmm. um and then we see simone have this kind of inner inner dialogue with herself and we see the same painting that we saw in Simone's <coughs> episode um i don't remember the the name of, of that uh, I forget her name too. I I think she was Manet's wife. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, the 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 art person that she talks to. Yeah. yeah Simone talks to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And 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 she comes back and uh, and they they kind of talk back and forth and and essentially telling Simone to like think outside of the box in a way and 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 I think that was the extent of that conversation or it could have. Yeah. Been. Yeah. It. it, it but anyway, it, it, Simone kind of cl- it clicks in Simone's mind, and, and mm-hmm. she figures out that it's not, it wasn't, un- it wasn't unfinished. It was really complete, and that it, they had to yeah. figure out how. So Simone kind of turns around and realizes that there was an apartment building behind that that half circle C, um, right. and they Jan- Janice and uh, Simone kind of do some more digging and, and walk up into uh, some random lady's apartment. Which mm-hmm. isn't really just a random apartment, right? Right. 
Yeah, they they, they, they tell her that they're part of the Elsewhere Historical Society, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and they they convince her to let let them in and peel off her wallpaper, which yeah. reveals the rest of the mural. Yeah, and it's a dope ass dragon, baby. It is a cool fucking dragon. So yeah, and and that C is just the dragon's tail. Mm-hmm. This is the, another another uh, example of that sort of forced perspective style. Uh, if you remember how Simone and Peter see that series of uh, murals at, from the top of the Fishtown building, uh, this is a similar sense. As she backs away, she sees oh the dragon and the tail, and there's your mural. Lock it in. Uh, and the 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 owner who was pretty uh, say like uncomfortable with them being in her apartment is now like mm-hmm. oh this that's beautiful like here let me help you let me get I still have all the uh, the the leases from when my husband yeah. owned the building so right you can see who lived in this apartment before yeah I mean when they mm-hmm. walk into, into this woman's apartment it's just there's wall to wall cats and wall to wall like paper it's just she's wild. a hoarder she she's is a, a hoarder major hoarder and uh, turns out that it was it was I guess for a good purpose i mean she was saving all like the the building's information um but yeah we we find uh janice and simone having a nice little chat they they definitely open up to each other and it's it's definitely it's it's a refreshing um taste of of seeing simone kind of feel better about doing this and and feeling better about herself because she realizes that janice was such a badass back in the day and that and she can kind of be whoever she wanted to be so janice or, or Simone felt that connection and, and kind of felt a little bit better about who she is. Um, but they ended up finding out that Clara ended up being, ends up being real. Yeah, she was, well, she was on the lease in 99, the year that the mural would have been painted, the, the waterfall mural, um, because this is the building that the waterfall mural would have been on or was on or something or was painted over. I, I I sort of missed that detail, but anyway, Clara, yes, she exists on paper. Clara Torres. Clara Torres. That's, that's when we find out that her name is Torres, even though we commented on it before. Yes. The Clara Torres. Uh, we know there is one piece of information that links her in existence, but that's kind of the first step for them because they've got a little ways to go before they can really understand uh any more about her Mm -hmm. so they go they go to the library i believe right and uh they they look up clara on microfilm because she does not exist on the internet anywhere yes Yes, microfiche microfiche only for newspapers in 99 Mm -hmm. right um Mm -hmm. and that's what did they what they find out there is that where they found out that she was admitted or did they find okay so yeah, they find out yeah. that she's admitted to a uh, uh, a mental institution. Yeah, Hofton or something like that. She was Ho- she was Hogden or Ho- yeah something around that. Ho- Hockton. Cons- Hockton. Hockton. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Considered a danger to herself. Yeah. And Janice knows where that is because she was there. Big oof. Big big reveal in Janice's character. She went to this asylum. She was a she was a inmate at this asylum. Yeah, pretty pretty wacko. Yeah, didn't see that coming at all. But you know what? This makes a lot a lot more sense. Her uh, her cartoon flashback, where they like mm-hmm. kind of 
alluded to something weird happening in their relationship. True. I think this has something to do with what they were alluding to. It definitely could be. My guess is that, like, she probably had some sort of depressive episode after she married Lev because Mm. she felt like she was being tied down. Mm. And, like, that was, like, a huge issue for her, like, flashback self that she was having a conversation with. Right. Um, But we that's all the information we get. We have, like, this other little flashback where she's talking with Lev. Lev is holding their child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Postpartum. So that is all we really get in that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really it. There is a third character that appears in the bar and in the library. Oh, yeah. It will become very important. That's our uh, chocolate and, milk drinking man from uh, Simone's which, episode. Yes. not He's not the smoking. This is not the smoking man from X-Files. This is the milk man, and his milk is delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh he just drinks chocolate milk. We've seen him a couple times in some previous episodes. Uh, Fred, when nobody really noticed him, but Janice did actually catch that this man was potentially looking at them in the library. And it is interesting because I think he's about to become very important in future episodes. Um, but he's he's watching them for one reason or another. Is he part of the game? The, the, the Dispatch's uh, Twitter tweets a lot of pictures of him and they're like what's his deal <laughs> he's just drinking milk or is he like something crazy it's not so slick not not so slick um i think this is a good time though to hop back to fredwin and peter yes yes back to back to the boys so where do we leave off the police touch museum oh that's right they decide uh, to to go to uh peter's work where he was fired he thinks he quit, but he just he was actually fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right before he said I quit, Fredwin, the, the guy's like, "Well, you can't." Fredwin is is hell bent on having Peter kind of go back to the office, mainly because that's the company is owned by by or the company that owns Peter's company is is the is the one that are kind of funding all of this, and um, uh, Fredwin is is hell bent on trying to having Peter get into the building even though Peter is very reluctant because he's just laid off and um, mm-hmm. and it turns into this this whole <laughs> this whole skit at the front desk which was was, was quite was quite funny. It was really awkward. So he's right. like trying to get his his way back in. He's like it's it's my friend's birthday. Uh mm-hmm. John uh <laughs> and so she's he like, worked in the uh the mail room and <laughs> oh you mean john the accountant or whatever whatever she says so he, oh yeah 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 he's he like floundering the and then the, mm-hmm. uh fred when he comes in and saves the day he's like i'm his life coach he's depressed he just needs to get his stuff <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh that was so good i'm his life coach it, the one of fred Wynn's best plays ultimately able to convince this woman to let them go up and look at uh, his computer for five minutes, or get his stuff, quote-unquote, yeah. for five minutes. And there's a security guard, and he's eyeing him up, and he's like, well, what are you, tr- what are you trying to do? Because he's obviously, but, uh, like, disturbed, so, like, the security guard is mm-hmm. doing his job. He's like, are you going to be a problem? Are you okay? But Fredwin talks, right. Fredwin talks down the situation, so they're, they're upstairs, and they're going through the computers. Mm-hmm. Fredwin ends up having a harder time than he let on. <laughs> Yes. They, it, this is cool, though. This is cool because ultimately uh, Peter realizes 
to think about the songs that have been playing at their respective locations throughout the entire game. Uh, and Peter's like, okay, that played, uh, play that beat Mr. DJ, uh, some, a bunch of other things. When they dance with Bigfoot, they know that song. And when they were in one of the buildings, they remember a song and they ultimately figure out that there's a playlist that's got all these tunes on it. They're like, oh my God, this is the playlist that links everything together. But how does, how do they, how does Peter figure that out? Uh, he's trying to say. Oh, he, he, he had, had a conversation had, with Clara. Clara, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Clara's telling him like, hey, this is like, there, there's a, I forget what exactly what she says, but she's pretty much everyone alluded. has their own playlist type of thing. Yeah, and and it kind of it leads him to, to put the pieces together about how there was music in each each aspect of this this entire situation, and um, it, it he he just rattles off all the, all the songs, and they end up singing one because he couldn't remember the name. Which best best scene in the show? <laughs> they they're but they're humming humming through this song, and. Uh, you know, Andre 3000's there and he's like slowly piecing the words to the song as they sort of mumble through it and then they start singing the song and they're like, Eureka got it and they and they nail it down. It's it's really good. It's a great like 45 second bit that I really appreciated from Peter's perspective given that he was the character that he was from the start and now he's like singing a song when he didn't actually listen to any music at all before and Fredwin is like not pushing him away he's like you know keying into the details loved it loved it loved it loved it until we get uh fredwin being classic fredwin and leaving him in the dust mm-hmm. <laughs> as the security guards here security guard comes fredwin bolts leaving uh a very distressed peter to deal with the situation and oh boy he is like super scared because now like the the security guards like hey all right buddy i've got a taser like if you're gonna cause a problem i'm gonna tase you <laughs> which freaks him out more and then he like tries to run and runs face first into a wall <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his nose is gushing so now he's making this like huge commotion everybody's like seeing this happen right i, I was gonna say never would i imagine his his nose is is just gushing blood never did i imagine that in the scenes from the, the next episode, after episode five, that this was the reason he just ran into a wall. I was thinking like, oh, he's going to get into a fight. He's going to like, someone's punching him in the face or like something's happening, some weird thing. And then he just, no, he just ran into the wall because he was scared. Yeah, he ran face first into a wall, uh, runs to like a balcony and jumps off the roof. <laughs> just jumps off the roof. Jesus Nothing Christ. to catch him. Christ. How did he not break a bone? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He like pancaked himself on the ground. Mm-hmm. Fred and, Fredwin uh, comes. He's like, "Yo, that was awesome." <laughs> well, the, the best thing was Fredwin. Fredwin comes up to him and he's like, "I found the next clue," <laughs> and like doesn't doesn't bring like it's not the first thing to say. Oh, are you you fine? You like you jumped off the roof there. He's just like, "Okay, we gotta go." <laughs> and Peter's lying there on the ground. And you could tell like he's out of breath. Like the wind was knocked out of him. Like he gets up and he's. <laughs> Fredwin. It was like a story. Yeah, if not more. Like it looked pretty high. He was on the second floor at least. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a brutal fall. Um, now Fredwin is a psychopath. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's just ra- he's just raring to go every time. <laughs> but he does say he does say that it was pretty impressive what Peter did. He's like that was pretty cool. 
And Peter's he just said, like, he said, I'm in a lot of pain. If you bled, if you bled out on the way to the next place, I, I want, I want you to know that it was impressive because if you bleed out on the way to our next location, I, I just want you to have that in mind that you did something <laughs> impressive. So great. So great. And he, and he has to say it twice because Peter doesn't hear him the, the first time. Right. But I think, I think we, we, we missed a spot. They realized that the playlist. Yeah. Um, they they the source of the playlist was like the ip address was at hawkton yes 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 yes. so now they know where to go and this and they all meet up together so they they pretty much like get there at the same time uh simone and uh janice and then peter and uh fredwin they all get there Mm -hmm. pretty much the same time interestingly enough uh that that courtyard in hawkton yeah university of the arts really yep Went to school there. The, alma, the old alma mater. The old alma mater. Yep, that's like a Furness Courtyard, I think. I, I was trying to figure out where it was. It looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. I, I was like, oh, this place looks nice. Yeah. That that little Buddha statue, I think that's on like the Pine Street side. Huh. Well, there you go. Andrew's been here. Andrew's been there, folks. I've been there. Yeah, well, well as, they, as Janice and, and Simone do get there a little ahead of them, and Peter, when Peter says, Simone, there's like that, that like cliche uh, romantic music playing in the background and slow-mo as Peter walks up to see Simone and like girl is in her feels. Oh yeah, well he's all like rugged looking because he just fell off of a two-story building. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got blood coming out of his nose. <laughs> like he got into a fight, but he just ran into a wall. Yeah, and then she was like, oh Jesus Christ, are you okay? Right. Right, it quickly turns to like, uh, you, you doing, you doing fine, bud? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're like, oh, so this place used to be an asylum, is now a, uh, an apartment building, and the, uh, hmm, the classic, the source of this uh, playlist is coming from the penthouse. Yes. So they exchange information about what they, what each other, each team or each group knows, and, and um, we, we, we find, we see the reveal of, um. Janice and Simone tell Peter and Fredwin that Clara was in fact real, mm-hmm. um, and that she was admitted to this uh, facility when, when it was a facility. Um, right. And uh, we we don't see Janice talk about her admittance there, um, which I found interesting. That's true. Well, I I feel like you wouldn't rush to share that kind of a detail. Yeah. I don't know. I, especially Fred to Fredwin. Fredwin might like freak out on her. Yeah. Um. It's and we didn't mention it, but they do find out. They get it. They get a. Did they get like a message or something that said that this is the last day of the the game? Like this is it. This is this is the the like it, we're gonna be done. Yeah. And I guess that's why they tore everything down. They got they got a call at the very beginning of the episode. I think while they were in mm-hmm. the diner. Yeah. This is the last day. Right. Like, they got one right. more clue that has to do with the actual game that they haven't been following for quite some time now. Right. Right. So, th- this is this is a big event. This could be the culminating event where now they're all together. They're going to do another thing similar to when they break into Clara's they, house. They break into another, another house. They this one is definitely lived in. So, they get in. Mm-hmm. It's empty, but, like, somebody was definitely just there. Like, there's, like, chairs knocked over. I think. I I think the only thing that's out of place is a mirror on the ground, or uh, sorry, uh, a lamp on the ground until they go upstairs. 
but like it kind of looks put together. But the thing is, is, it looks like the, whoever was there just bolted because like remember the the faucet was on. Yeah. Right, 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 right. The water's running. The water's running. So like somebody was definitely just there. They go upstairs where they hear like this uh, like a, the TV on or something like that, and uh, that's that's when we see a uh, a split screen of Octavio and Commander Fourteen like. I forget what they were saying, but they were saying the same thing. So it's just the the big reveal that Commander Fourteen and Octavio are the same person. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what was he saying again? Uh, you we have to find Clara. Oh, we right, ha- right. It's just the repeated loop of the message that they got either at the uh, induction or over the shared. Uh, radio broadcast that they all had in their ears when they were when they came together as squads of four um and yeah and the, and the ju- yeah the juxtaposed position between octavio's face and then commander 14's face and you're like okay well there you can put a bow on it if you didn't if you didn't know it before now you do now you do so that's that's kind of where it lands off which is for such a good episode, I'm disappointed that like that was the cliffhanger that they decided to, to stay on. I agree. Because it's not much of a cliffhanger. It's kind of information that we were able to piece together before the fact. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that like Jejun and... I guess it's just confirmation that Jejun and uh, the Elsewhere Society are the same. Even though right. we knew that through Fredwin's episode. It's just very interesting to have them portray it that way as like why is it on a tv in some random guy's apartment whose apartment is it yeah whose apartment why is it ransacked why is it um why why is that that video a split screen like were they ended, mm-hmm. were they going to end up telling everybody that's a part of this situation that they are the same people and this is just an experiment and that they're they're really not looking for a clara and that there's no the clara's not real like there's yeah there's like it was it was definitely interesting the way that they they wanted to show that they are the same person. However, there was yeah. like there is a lot of open endedness of like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So whose apartment is that? Milkman's baby. You think so? Yeah, I th- I I don't know if it's scenes from the next episode kind of kind of revealed that, but oh, I'm pretty see. sure I'm pretty sure the milkman comes out of the elevator and they're like, yo. He's like, which I, what are you doing in my house? I mean, we, what, yeah, what, what are you guys doing? Well, no, I don't think he says yo. He sort of like goes back down the elevator. He, he doesn't want them to, to be on to him, I guess. I don't know. I don't know about the milkman. I don't know about the clown boy. I, I want to know. That's all I want to know. Milkman is interesting. I, I have a possible idea. I mean, if you think about when you see in Clara's episode, when... Octavio is talking to Octavio is talking to Clara um, at at the institute, and we see this man bring Clara the, the milk and puts the chocolate mm-hmm. in it. Maybe he's been by Octavio. I mean, obviously he's oh, part of Octavio's, yeah. I guess, group. If yeah, you, if you want to say, and that like it, it's been leading up to like him working with him in some way, whether it's like security or if it's like some spy or whatever but mm-hmm. he, i mean i feel like he has something to do with all the way back to when clara was a part of uh, uh or clara was doing the murals in in fish town 
Yeah. What if the milkman is Clara? Dude. <laughs> I, ah, uh, I, that would, mm, that'd be pretty solid. I don't know how, I don't know how he could get me to, to, to believe to, that, like, <laughs> believe that, but they both like I'll chocolate milk. They both love chocolate but milk. So does Fredwin. Maybe. maybe Fredwin's Clara. Maybe Fredwin, maybe they're all Clara. Maybe the idea is all Octavio. <laughs> Octavio's Clara. Octavio Clara Esquire. Clara is you. Clara is you. <laughs> yes. That you, humble listener of this podcast. Clara is you. You is Andre 3000 <laughs> and Milkman and a crying clown kid. You can be whatever you want to be. Yeah, I just, what is that? I really am going to be disappointed if they do something really stupid with that clown kid. Or nothing at or all. Or nothing at all. Yeah, give me, give me clown kid content, please! Because it's twice now that he's been there and nobody's said anything about it. Nobody noticed. Fredwin didn't even notice. Jack. I know. We're going to have to start, like, if nothing happens, when we, when we close out this podcast at the end of the season, we're going to have to say, like, we're going we're gonna to come up with what he means regardless, because he has to mean something. Yeah, like, even if he's just, like, some sort of symbol for, like, depression or something like that, that's always, like... Because, like, these characters are obviously, like, depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. even if he's, like, not actually a real thing, but just something... Like, that's why Fredman doesn't really notice him. Like, he's just this mm -hmm. uh, personification of something that they're all feeling. Right. He has appeared. He's appeared once in a Fred Wynn situation and once in a Janice situation, and I don't know if he appeared any other times. But what, what were you gonna say? I just would be a little disappointed if that's the road that they choose. I would like for him to actually exist in the world and mean something. Agreed. I certainly agree. Um. Yeah. That that pretty much wraps it up, baby. Any any closing thoughts, boys? It it definitely it's it's gotten better. It's it's ramping up and leading to some big event. Um, especially since we found out this episode that it is the last day of this so-called game, and that they're concluding somehow. Um, whether or not it concludes in the next episode or if it leads on another, I I don't foresee them having the last day of the game be this these next four episodes obviously it's gonna mm -hmm. it's gonna end somehow and then i could see them continuing the search um in some way uh but yeah no it, it's definitely uh leading to something big and hopefully mm -hmm. it pays off um mainly from what we've gathered these last two episodes and how we do know that clara is real and that we just learn some more information about the characters and, uh, yeah yeah andrew yeah i mean i'm i think just most interested now on uh th that clown kid for sure and knowing who mm -hmm. who this mm -hmm. lee character is so you said next ep next episode's called lee no uh episode eight i think oh okay yeah. next episode is titled Something Marsh. What was that? Dan Marsh. It's called Cave of Kelpius. <laughs> Cave of Kelpius. K-E-L-P-I-U-S. <clears throat> Kelpius is the milkman. Confirmed. The cave is his apartment. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Or his tummy, where the milk goes. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah, they're gonna get small and they're gonna get forward into this <laughs> this milkman. Oh, this has turned into a very different show. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. This is this is certainly dispatched to elsewhere. <laughs> elsewhere is this milkman's tummy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that that is it. I just want everybody to go into their mind palaces. Fredwin promises to teach Peter how to do mind palace stuff. Like, give me, give me like a big mind palace of everybody. Everybody just hanging out. I would love in their that. own palaces. I would really love. That'd be that. great. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, got a new episode on Monday. Well, by the time you you get yes, by the time you get this, you'll be listening, and uh, the new episode will probably be coming out the next day. So watch that. Catch up if you haven't. Uh, watch. Time. It's a great time to catch up. It's a great time to catch up because you can't go anywhere. And it's it's a nice slice of of escapism from everything yeah. that's going mm-hmm. on right now. I mean, it's definitely the the, the idea of, of nonchalance. Everybody wants to feel that right now. Uh, I mm-hmm. can attest to, and I mean, it it it, it makes you feel uh, it, it makes you like grasp at, at the the thought of like what what is happening and like what what. Right. Is, what is going on in this world and, and it, it definitely makes you think and, and it's, it's it's a fun thought-provoking show um mm-hmm. and uh yeah we kind of all need that yeah this plus this plus animal crossing it may be the secret formula <laughs> anyway it's been a blast boys yeah let's uh let's close it out let's close it out um this has been another episode of the pilot's guide to nonchalance under the pilot's guide umbrella uh, if you would like to contact us, uh, you can reach out to us on our Twitter at Pilots Guide Pod. Send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. Uh, you may also want to find these two uh, lovely gentlemen, Andrew and Angelo, if they would like to plug their ats or what they're working on or any other thing, feel free. Yeah, you can find me. Uh, my Twitter is uh, Films, I believe. Yes, I believe so. I don't use Twitter, but if I, you know, we're living in strange times now, so I might start. There you there go. There it is. Um, my my personal Twitter isn't isn't too active. I just I like a lot of stuff and retweet mm-hmm. stuff I like. But um, no, the my my at is at bump bump gadoot. U m p b u m p s c a d o o t. Um. Nothing, nothing crazy going on there, but I really want to just plug Pilot's Guide uh, Twitter. Um, yes, we're still pumping out episodes now that we're we're all kind of at home doing that binge watching and, and mm-hmm. watching all the TV we can. Really, um, it's it's a good time to be watching shows and, and reviewing pilots. So yeah, definitely check out the Pilot's Guide Twitter and, and upcoming episodes in the future. Yeah, buddy, we should have a a. Uh, for those unfamiliar with Pilot's Guide, if you're listening to this, uh, next episode we will be re- uh, me, myself, and uh, co-host Sean, normal co-host, uh, will be refi- reviewing the show The Hollow, which only had one season on Netflix. It is a cartoon from 2018. It's probably bad, <laughs> and that's what we're looking for. So I'll be cranking into that. Um, yes, just keep looking out for content because we're going to keep providing it. Uh, hopefully we can be your escape from these crazy, crazy times. Um, and we're glad that you're listening. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, are you ready to, to ship out of here? Let's do it. Alrighty. As always, this has been another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. And please, if you would, feel free to roam. About
Cabins. Thanks. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Find some divine nonchalance. See ya. Bye.